Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the art studio. I am your host, Dan Burke. I hope all of you are having a great day in your art studio, and I hope the art is coming out well. Well, one of the cool things about this Fletcher Hanks book that I have created is that it has allowed me to tap back into my, what I would call, cartooning roots. And I started off drawing and wanting to be nothing but a sort of uh, fun cartoonist uh, telling jokes in my comic strips. It was never really about telling superhero stories or doing realistic art which is kind of weird as my career has led me into doing realistic art (laughs) for a living. It's uh, crazy how that came to be. So it was really kind of fun to do this project and to get back into cartooning. And like most things I do, I like to throw myself into it and keep myself inspired, keep myself motivated, and keeping the project sort of centered in my mind as I go along with it. Uh, More often than not, I like to work on like just two or three projects at a time, pushing them along over a period of a couple of months till they complete. That way, when one project ends, I have another project to continue working on. So sort of an evolution. But anyway, in the process of doing this cartooning, I went back and started researching cartooning and that led me back into Chester Gould's Dick Tracy Uh, and Dick Tracy is just an amazing book you know I seem to have forgotten even though I didn't how really great it was it's kind of like looking at Jack Kirby's work after not looking at it for a while and going whoa you know he has a completely different sensibility about art and we know with Jack Kirby that's a good example is you can take a Jack Kirby panel out of most books and most people who know Kirby's work will go, Oh, that's a Kirby. And that's the way it is with Chester Gould's Dick Tracy. You can pull almost any panel out of Dick Tracy. And because of his distinctive style, you can go, Oh, that's Dick Tracy, Chester Gould. Obviously he had insistence. Obviously these assistants influenced the art over the years. Uh, but, Really, Chester Gould is the driving force in this. And I want to talk about one of the most terrific things about Dick Tracy. Often, Batman gets the credit for what I'm, what I'm about to say. But Dick Tracy has the best villains. And what's so cool about the villains and the characters in Dick Tracy is they're drawn so distinctively that they're like no one else in the series. Every villain, every good guy, every girl, every character has a distinct cartoon look to them that makes them an absolutely unique character. I think the rogues gallery from Dick Tracy is unlike any other rogues gallery. 
and the villains are terrific. They're figurally, they're, they're, they are grotesque and scary and without mercy. And often they die terrifically violent deaths in Dick Tracy to punish them for their bad deeds and to show that no, you know, no one gets away with doing bad things. But the characters are so extremely memorable. And there's sometimes a lot of humor in Dick Tracy as well, which balanced out all the pathos and the violence. But I have to give credit to Chester Gould for creating a cast of characters unlike anybody else. I mean, you got to go look at it. There's a couple books you can pick up. Dick Tracy's Fiendish Foes, The Collected Dick Tracy, uh, and they're really cheap. You can buy them for like, you know, five or eight dollars on Amazon. And you can get this intense, giant volumes of, you know, Chester Gould's work on Dick Tracy and see what I'm talking about. His camera work, his setup of panels is really cool. He never hesitates to pull back and show you car chases, intricate places and things, uh, airplanes crashing, you know, he everything. You go everywhere and do everything with Dick Tracy. It's pretty amazing. There's such a great sense of place with the way he designed the strip. You always feel, even though it's a cartoon, you're grounded in that cartoon reality. They're always walking up steps. They're always going around the back. They're always going in through doorways. They're always talking to people. They're always eating dinner and having conversations. It's like you're you're watching like, like a CSI type movie thing. It's really amazing. Again, drawn in a super distinct style, unlike anybody else. I mean, it's so distinctively Gould, and that's saying something, a real compliment. And yet the characters, again, are super, super cool. I mean, you really should look at some time, look up like Dick Tracy rogues gallery or villains, and you won't believe all the cool, interesting characters and the way they're designed. Chester Gould was, you know, almost, uh, how can I put it, his his sense of design and geometry uh, was very pop art in a sense, and his use of blacks and the way he laid things out, very clear, very easy to follow, but very, sort of had that art deco style to it. It's hard to describe, but it was uniquely its own. And really, really cool. But, you know, looking back, you know, at certain strips, you see characters like Popeye, who have a cast of characters that are very memorable that we all know. But Dick Tracy had a cast of characters that was vast, a huge cast of characters, just went on and on and on. And one of the things he did was introduce one after another fantastic interesting villains who really made you want to read the adventure in the strip. I mean, I think most of us would agree that the most interesting thing about Batman is the Joker, you know, Harley Quinn, that kind of conflict. The people who present those conflict are the most interesting characters. And Dick Tracy stuff is terrific. Again, many of the villains die as they're trying to escape, uh, you know, in the middle of their duplicity. Uh, more often than not, after they've killed many people themselves in the strip, 
I mean, the body count in Dick Tracy is incredible. And torture and you name it, it's in Dick Tracy. Anyway, I want to discuss that because I think that's something that I so wish I had in my work. I so wish I had this distinctive uh, style that if you just glanced at it, it was like, oh, Dan drew that. And I also wish that the style was, I, mean, I wish I was able to design characters in, in a style that was completely distinctive. You know, I think a lot of my girls look the same, the men look the same, you know. I'm not much of what I would call a character designer. You know, I can't even sharpen Chester Gould's pencils. You know, they're fantastic abstractions of human beings, amazing examples of cartooning and what cartooning could be. And one of the cool things about, you know, again, Dick Tracy is that when you read that strip, you're, you're never confused as to who is talking or what's going on. The characters are so utterly distinctive looking and have such utterly distinctive personalities that he goes into. In other words, he, he takes time with the strip. You get to know the people's foils, you know, if they smoke cigarettes, if they cough, if they're, if they're hungry. You get to see them planning against each other. I mean, the strips were really intricate and detailed, so you really got to know these characters. So each one of them had distinct personalities that were just as distinct as the way they looked. So his writing was a big part of the strip. I don't want to underplay that because you could have really freaky-looking characters and have nothing going on, and it's boring. But not so in the case of Dick Tracy. It was propelled uh, always by violence and chasing and people being captured and death traps and then escapes and more violence and more chasing. And uh, for the most part, you know, Dick Tracy was just hunting people down. (laughs) It was a manhunt comic strip which was terrific to read, just really great. And for those of you who have never, you know, gotten into Dick Tracy, studied Dick Tracy, or looked at Chester Gould's work, I would highly recommend it. If you like cartooning, if you're into storytelling, sequential panel-to-panel, he represents some of the best of that sort of era. Now, of course, there's people like Alex Raymond who have a lush style on Hal Foster, but they're completely different. And this style that, you know, Chester Gould created is completely distinctive, like a fingerprint. There's nobody who drew like Chester Gould. It's really interesting. And his, his creation of characters is second to none. I can't really think of anybody, again, except the best from Batman, who really stole everything from Chester Gould, uh, was able to represent Something like this. But you know what's interesting is Chester Gould ended up stealing from Batman. He invented a he invented a character called Half and Half, who is totally Two-Face. I mean, it's the same character. Uh, so it's funny how one guy copies another, one leads to the next. But anyway, Chester Gould created hundreds of unique characters, which is totally cool. And for those who don't know it, uh, Chester Gould, was a huge, huge failure in cartooning for a long, long time. And eventually, Dick Tracy became the most popular, the most financially successful, winning Oscars, uh, awards, you wouldn't believe it, the merchandising in history. The biggest strip. So successful, it's hard to understand how 
big it was. It was like Chester Gould was a rock star. But for many, many years, he turned in one cartoon strip after another. You know, there's different thoughts on how many strips he turned in. It depends how you want to count them. You know, for a period of time, he mailed a strip or didn't mail it. You sent it on a train. He sent a, a, one of his dailies daily on the train to uh, New York. And he just kept trying over and over again for years. Again, the number is somewhere between 75 and 200 tries and failures. And finally, he comes up with an action strip after doing years of funny funny girl strips, funny animal strips, cats, you name it. He did everything. It's What he did is hilarious. I mean, everything from Garfield to, you know, BC type strips, you know, uh, Beetle Bailey. It was all in there. Anyway, he finally, he finally starts to do, he, he conjures up this action strip, Plain Clothes Tracy, and the guy calls him in and changes it all up and renames it. And Gould goes back and draws it the way the guy told him to draw it, who was the editor. And that's how they did it. So it was really through sheer persistence that this guy finally said, okay, I'm going to give Chester Gould a crack at it and, you know, let him, uh, you know, draw this strip that I've just told him what to draw and how to write it, <laughs> which he, which literally he did. And uh, Chester Gould followed directions and went back and started his strip and on to success. It, it, it really is amazing. It's, you know, I think most people would give up. I know myself would give up after the third, fourth, fifth, 10th, 20th, 30th, 40th, you know, rejection of my comic strips and my art, you know, but Chester Gould was determined that no matter what, no matter how many rejections, no matter how many years, no matter how long it took, he was going to have a syndicated comic strip and be successful. That, that was the end goal. Nothing mattered to him. The, all the different stuff in between meant nothing. He just had to keep trying, and he came up with one idea after another. And I'm sure he cared how long it would take, but he wasn't going to quit is the point. And I think I think his tenacity somehow allowed that editor to go, okay, I'm going to give this Chester Gould guy a shot. Maybe not. Maybe he was seduced by the idea of a, of a, you know, a guy who's a policeman. I don't know why the guy finally said, okay, Chester, we'll give you a shot here. But he did. But it was after years and years of rejection. And he kept writing to the same guy. That's, it wasn't like just like anonymously sending out stuff to different people. He aimed at one specific editor and for years sent that guy samples, comic strips, dailies, letters, you know, saying, hey, sir, I'm, I, I could do a great job. You should really hire me. I can't wait to get going. You know, I, I know I've got the goods. I know I can deliver. I mean, he would write these positive letters and they would never respond. They would never, it went on for years. They didn't respond. Finally, after years of this, he got a letter from the editor who said, I know that we have never responded to you, but I want you to keep trying. And that's all the guy said, two sentences. And Chester Gould hung on to that letter and kept sending in strips year after year after year and eventually got Dick Tracy, which became the most successful strip of all time. The lesson to be learned from this is failure is not what it is perceived to be. 
In other words, maybe there's a trip and there's a left turn, a right turn, a left turn, a right turn, a left turn, a lot of turns. Maybe, you know, a turn could be seen as failure, but it's just, uh, you know, it's just the, the path there, you know, left, right, left. So maybe there's a failure here, a failure there, a false start there, a failure here. But over time, you keep going forward, going forward, learning what you need to know to be successful, and it happens. No one hardly is, is a success overnight. You see these young people who, you know, become famous movie stars or something at 20 years old. Very rare to be Will Smith. For most people, it's a 30, 40 year overnight success situation. You have to plug along, plug along, and not so much endure failure, though, that, though, you, though you may perceive it that way, but you have to endure not being a success. And you have to love it and enjoy what you're doing and keep your eye on the goal. No, Chester Gould just didn't say, oh, I've got this one idea and this one strip and that's all there is for me in my whole life. He invented thousands of characters and hundreds and hundreds of different strips. I mean, he tried everything. Now, you may think that's selling out. Like, in other words, he tried a strip about this, that, this. It seems like he was not particularly driven by any particular idea. He was driven by the idea of just producing a strip. That was the whole goal. It didn't matter if it was about cats or policemen or whatever. He wanted to make a comic strip. So something to think about when you think about success. If success ends up being only producing one single strip or one single idea, that's a really narrow focus, and I think it might be hard to succeed with one idea or one narrow thing. You know, most people try this, try that, try many things before they hit upon the thing that's a big success. You know, your first book isn't not a success. You have to write several books, lots of books maybe, lots of screenplays before you get that one that hits. I don't think right out of the door most people write the big book that people are like, oh, I love it. I think it takes time for things to catch on. And you have to give yourself that time. It's really important. But you got to do the work to get it done. Another big thing, obviously, is you can't just dream about it, think about it, and wonder. You've got to put in the time to get it done. You've got to put in the work. And, and, you know, if you're smart, teach yourself to love it. You know, if you don't love art or you don't love what you're doing, do something else that you do love because that, that's where happiness lies. But if you do get creation, you know, happiness, if it does make you happy to create, then that's what you should do. You should be happy creating and having fun with it and enjoy that process, you know, irregardless of whether it adds up to a big bag of money or not. There's a lot to be gained from following your creative passion. I truly believe that. Anyway, no one has ever invented more unique characters and such a bigger cast than Chester Gould, and they always look absolutely the same. In every panel, you know, you can always tell who's who and what's going on. Complete clarity in storytelling. I have to hand them to him. To, I have to hand it to him. It's amazing. And some of the journeys these stories take us through, you know, all these different places, all these different venues, all these different things. Like I said, car chases, all kinds of stuff. Uh, just beautiful, beautiful cartooning. I couldn't recommend it enough. We've done a show about this before, like five years ago, about Chester Gould. So nothing that any of you longtime listeners don't know about. 
Anyway, the fantastic Chester Gould, Dick Tracy, check it out if you haven't. Have a great day in your art studios. Keep creating. Keep doing your thing. And I'll be back here before you know it. Have a great day. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.